Welcome to Compass Threads Presents Wolves. I'm Lynn. And I'm Robin. And we want to welcome you to our first podcast. Each season will cover a different topic depending on my current projects. Season one is all about wolves. We're going to talk about wolves in human culture, basic wolf biology, how they interact with each other, how they affect the ecology around them, and the ever-controversial wolf hunts. We'll also discuss why these conversations are important and how we can help and thrive with wolves by our sides. Robin, do you have any thoughts before we start about anything? Um, no, I'm ready to get could to be just that you have jump into it. The, what? Perfect. I was going to say it could be if you have like a booger in your nose or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am booger free at this moment. Literally any, any thought. <laughs> I have I zero thoughts not, in my head. But... All right. Ew. <laughs> It's this nose ring, dude. That causes issues. Um, <laughs> so in this first episode, um, we're going to talk about uh, like wolves in human culture, like in history. So it's mostly going to be stories and not so much science based or mm, whatever. I like that. Because like the movie Jaws ruined sharks for a lot of people i feel like wolves have been demonized a lot in mm. stories and in history and in films and kind of everywhere mm. um so we're gonna like look at all the ways that they've been talked about in history at least cool. we're gonna start in ancient greece and rome so if you know any of these stories obviously like say jump something. in oh, yeah interesting you probably, probably know this one maybe um this one's like the big famous one, the Capitoline Wolf. Um, this particular story came about in the 4th century BCE, with the most popular version being told by Plutarch in CE 70. What's so, CE? And also, CE is uh, the secular way of saying after death <laughs> or whatever. After BC. What? It's like before century. I looked at it. Oh, I look at well, it. Before Christ. <laughs> BC is before Christ. Bef see, right, but there's a non-Christian way to oh, say it. Oh, <laughs> I would like to know that. Hmm. Um, what is the common era? So BCE is before the common era and CE is common era. The secular, secular equivalent of AD. Which, which is, is marked by Ottoman what? Dominion. What is the event that marks before and after? You know what I mean? It means the year of the Lord. So I think it's before, because I think before Christ means before he was born. Okay, so it's it's a non-secular way of saying something about something Christian. Right. Okay, got it. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's good to know. I'm also going to pronounce probably everything wrong, and I apologize. Perfect. I did look Perfect. up a lot of, like, phonetic, but some of this is really ancient and, like, hard to find. Like a dead <laughs> like language type thing, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and they're mostly names anyway. Um, so, Numitor, the king mm. of Alba Longa, like was deposed... Name by his younger brother, Amulius. Mm. Amulius then forced his niece, Rhea Silva, which was Numitor's daughter, to become one of the Vestal Virgins. Okay, Amulius you've already Amulius. lost me a little. So just re-explain that. That's fine. Yeah. So Numitor is the king. Okay. His brother, his younger brother, mm -hmm. um, forcibly removed him from the throne. Okay. Is what deposed means. And his younger brother um, is Amulius. Amulius. Okay, so Amulius took over. Right, mm -hmm. and he forced uh, Numitor's daughter, Rhea Silva, or his niece, to mm -hmm. become one of the Vestal Virgins, which was like a religious whatever. Like um, celibate? What's a Vestal Virgin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so his ulterior motive was so that Rhea had to take a vow of chastity, meaning she couldn't supply any heirs to the throne. Oh, as like a like to make sure like his brother he couldn't, became yeah, king and right. like his line could continue ah, the throne, basically. Okay. It didn't matter though, because the Roman god of war, Mars, was like, Yeah, and and he fathered <laughs> twin boys with Rhea. <laughs> oh, a god came <laughs> and down. They had and had Romulus mm-hmm. and Remus. Yep. Um so they had Romulus and Remus together. Do we know anything about um, um, Numitor? Was he a good guy or do we know? Not a clue. Okay. No idea. Not relevant. <laughs> Not relevant. We're talking about, we're talking about wolves. Remember? remember. <laughs> so right. Just keep that. Gotcha. In the broader scope. <laughs> um, Amulius ordered the boys to be drowned in the Tiber River, but they ended up just floating down the river. I think they were in like a basket, I'm sure, um, before coming to a stop near a sacred fig tree. It was here that a she-wolf and a woodpecker, both sacred creatures to the god Mars, who was their father, um, suckled and fed the children until they were found by a man named Faustulus, who was okay. a herdsman. Pause again. Just recap again. You're good. Okay. So they, so the evil uncle yes. ordered them to be drowned in the river, these right. twin boys. Okay. They ended up floating down the river and they stopped near a sacred fig tree. Mm-hmm. And a she-wolf and a woodpecker, which are both creatures that are um, sacred okay. for Mars, like the god Mars, mm-hmm. um, suckled and fed the children oh. until they were found by a herdsman named Faustulus. So Romulus and Remus were then raised by Faustulus and his wife, Acca Laurentia. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they went on to lead a band of youths. And they eventually killed uh, the boys. They went on to, like, lead a band okay. of youths. And they eventually killed their uncle, Emulius, and they restored their grandfather, Numitor, to the throne. Uh-huh. They then built a town at the site of the fig tree where the she-wolf and the woodpecker saved them. Mm. Romulus built a wall around the city, which Remus, I don't know what leads up to this part of the story, but Remus jumped over the wall and then Romulus killed his brother and then Rome was born. So one of the that's brothers Rome, killed you. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's how Rome started. So if if Remus killed Romulus, it would now be called Remus. I don't know <laughs> what we would call Rome if oh. Remus. Won. So and this is but, uh, a fable, or yeah, is it yeah. supposedly based on some kind of truth? It kind of sounds it's like it mythology. could be mythology. I think all myths have a right. Yeah, hand in the pie of yeah. truth. Right. If you will. I, I agree. So, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So maybe the gods were real. Maybe the people were real. I'm sure Mars didn't come down. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know to what. We can't prove in some that kind the of gods truth. are yeah. fake. So Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to move on. We're still in. Now we're in Greece. So neighboring. Um, Aesop, around 600 BCE, is attributed to creating some of the first written stories about the wolf being deceitful and cunning. Aesop was a Greek slave, and his fables actually brought about his death eventually, but that's besides the point. <laughs> We're not going to go into his stories at all, but the one that we've all heard of that he wrote is The Boy Who Cried Wolf, hmm. which I didn't realize that story so was that old. Are you, are, yeah, that is that must be old. But So is this saying that he is the first one to paint wolves as, like, less than good? That we know of? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because this is 600 BCE, so this is before Rome. Or no, because theirs was 4th century. So yeah, it is before that So whole someone thing. was already talking trash. Those years, 
Because those years go backwards. Yeah. Yeah, so someone started the trash talk all the way back then. Yeah. He also wrote, like, The Wolf and the Lamb, The Shepherd and the Young Wolf, The Wolf and the Crane, The Wolf Helps the Dog. Wow. He's got, like, 80 million fables. Hmm. Not all of them are about wolves, but there's a good chunk. Um, A few other Greek things to mention. I'm not going to say her name right. Hecate? Hmm. Hecate, yeah. Maybe Hecate. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, she's the goddess of magic and spells. She wore three wolf heads, and it was says that her presence would be marked by barking dogs. But back then, like wolves weren't domesticated, so they would have been wolves. She wore three um, wolf heads. Hmm. Yeah, like as a because she had three heads, oh, or three beings or okay. whatever. So she wore the heads because they stood for something. I don't fully remember. Interesting. Um, Charon. Karen with an accent. Um, he's the one. He's the one that um, ferries souls to the underworld. Like you know, and like if you watch anything that's like placed in Greece, they leave like coins on the eyes when people die, or like uh-huh. under their tongue, and it's to pay the ferrymen to ferry them to the underworld. Okay, that's Karen's job. Didn't know that. His yeah. job was to do that. So he wore wolf ears. Hmm. Why? Supposedly, just because that's the story. Not a clue. Um, <laughs> I tried to I tried to find reasons like why that would be, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the Athenians, like the people of Athens, decreed that any man who killed a wolf must pay for that wolf's funeral. Oh wow! Is this true? Yeah, that's crazy. If that's true, that's awesome. Yep. Um, so they used to be more revered. Yeah. Yeah. Even In though someone was cultures. talking trash about them. Yeah. So In because some cultures, Aesop yeah. is from where? He's from Greece. 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 But Athens is in Greece. Right. Okay. Yeah. Terrible ge- yeah. geologian over here. But, um, yeah. So, okay. me too. He's from Greece and he's talking trash. But, the, but right. meanwhile, like the general feel of the time was that wolves were revered. So he's sort of in right. contrast to this, to this. Right. Yeah. Well, and if you look at, if you look at the story of the Capitoline wolf and the, the origins of Rome, it's like she was a mothering. It was always like a mothering, a nurturing stance yeah. that wolves had. So, like, so if without Aesop's her, problem? there would be no Rome. I don't. I mean, he was a slave, so I think <laughs> he had a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a great uh, explanation. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That could be it. That he could had, very well he had be issues. it. <laughs> he needed somewhere to be. Were they issues that he brought on himself? Probably not, but. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're going to move really quick to Asia, um, specifically in Iran. We have the story of Zoroaster. Sure. That's what YouTube said. I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. Um, Zoroaster in traditional stories was a prophet living in the 6th to 7th centuries BCE. He was born to a virgin mother, much like Jesus. Um her name was Dagdova. Good job. She was only 15 in living in Azerbaijan. Where's that? Um, oh, his, yeah. It's in Iran. Yeah. Okay. Um, his father, Porushaspa, hmm. you don't know, uh, has family lines apparently that trace back to Adam in like the beginning. All right. Genesis, if you will. Okay. Zoroaster was born laughing. He escaped many attempts on his life using beasts. So, like, there was a a moment where, like, he was almost trampled by cattle, hooves, and a bull protected him. Or the same thing happened with horse, like a horse stampede or something, and a stallion protected him. 
And when he was young, a she-wolf accepted him amongst her pups. I'm sorry. I can't get the image out of my head. He was born laughing? <laughs> like, instead of crying. Wow. Okay. I don't know. That's that's an interesting <laughs> visual. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ha, I didn't really, ha, ha, ha. I didn't really take the time to picture it. But that's really menacing, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> Even okay. though I know they have, like, a whole religion, I think, based on it. Yeah, about born being, I like the idea of being born laughing, but it just seems a little creepy when you think about it. <laughs> I think it's laughing and not cackling. You did a cackle. That's okay, different. yeah, that would make a difference. Like, hee, 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 yeah. Like a baby, like a baby laugh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so, we're but. We're going to head over to. Wait, so oh, just ahead. to summarize that part, he. Another she-wolf. This is another she-wolf him. story. Okay. Yep. Another nurturing story of old, I guess. Cool. In Mongolia, they had a really high reverence for the wolf, and uh, Genghis Khan was said Genghis. to be a descendant. Yeah. It's Genghis. Oh, some people say Genghis. So it's, yeah. That's why, so if you, yeah, it's Genghis. I like looked ah. it up, because people spell it, sometimes people spell it C-H-I-N-G-G-I-S. I never and I was seen like, that. So which is it? So it's Genghis. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I know. I used to say. I used to say Genghis too. Yeah, that that actually. I looked is, I'm glad I learned that. Yeah, Genghis. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. He was. Was he a king? I don't know. Okay, but An he emperor? was. He was a, no a big dude. I know he like like slept with a lot yeah. of women, so he could have lots of children, and supposedly everyone's related to him. So this is interesting that he. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. Um. So he was said to be descended from a wolf and an elk. What? Um, in Mongolia, wolves are also seen as the creatures that ferry you to the afterworld, mm. much like Charon's role in Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, Mongolia now has a very interesting relationship with wolves that seems complex to us as Americans, but we're going to dive into that in a later, ep- much later episode. So we'll get more into Mongolia because okay. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, in Turkey, currently, I was like, is Turkey in Asia? Technically, it is. My mom and um, I were literally partly... just talking about this last night, and we were like yep, trying to it's figure Asia out Asia and in Europe. Yeah, because like geographically, that doesn't make sense to me because they're two separate continents. But like, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, they're in both. Um, it was originally named Anatolia, and it was dubbed Asia Minor by the Romans. So I think in the olden days, it was purely in Asia. I don't know. Okay. Maybe some of it is just like in the EU or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Asina is a female wolf in Turkic mythology. The legend states that there was a battle and only a young boy survived. He was injured and the she-wolf with a blue mane named Asina saves him and nurtures him back to health. So here we have the nurturing. So these are like themes all over the world. Yeah. Sorry. Go. Yeah. Uh, But then it gets weird because later he impregnates her. (laughs) She gives birth to 10 wolf-human hybrid boys. Oof. One of the boys, Ashina, becomes the leader and founder of uh, what? I don't know. I didn't write it. Um, he mm. ruled the, I'm not going to say this right, Gukturks mm. right. and other nomadic empires in Turkey. So I don't know if he founded Turkey or like just certain empires in it or what he founded. And this is the wolf-human hybrid. Yes. Okay. Um. So that's like their story. The uh, Uyghurs, I'm probably not saying that right either, have a, they're in like the Eurasian area as well, um, have a very similar legend of um, 
a wolf named Asina. And Asina is today even a prominent symbol of Turkish nationalism. Really? Then she's the wolf that he impregnated originally. Right. Yeah, okay. She's like the whole reason their empire ever wow. existed. I had no basically. idea wolves were so revered in so many cultures. Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, it right? is, yeah. Well, now we're going to move to Europe. Norse mythology. There's wolves in like a chunk of these. Um... One is the saga of the Volsungs, which is uh, the, where the story of Sigmund is in Norse mythology. Okay, wait, you have They're to pause for me. really long story. North mythology, yeah. I don't really understand. I don't know if anybody else doesn't, so I'm asking, yeah. like, what is Norse? Norway. Like, it's, so the Norse. The word North, I think it means North, because they would say, like, the Norsemen. So I think it's, like, the North. Of Norway? Men. Or yeah, like Norway, Norway because, or Norse because Norway is in the north. Or is Norway in the north? I don't even know. Norway is in the north. It's okay. very cold there. So Scandinavia is Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and Norway. More than Iceland. I okay. And I think Greenland might count. I'm not sure. Sounds right. They're still in Europe, but they're like a very specific. They all speak, their languages are different, but oh, similar. in Europe. Okay. And some of them, like, I think Sweden has a chunk of it's in like the arctic circle so they are north it is cold okay it is where the vikings come from but vikings was the vikings was like a summer job <laughs> like being a viking and it wasn't like a race of people it didn't really mean that it was a way of life it was like the raiding and the and whatever but oh that time period where vikings existed was only like 200 years mm. it's not that long where like the their religion and their way of life is technically germanic and it goes back like thousands of years okay so i'm saying norse because like that's what you call it when we talk about like viking mythology but the gods and stuff are way older than that okay so norse refers to what 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 Scandinavia. of those, any part of Scandinavia? Okay, I think any part of Scandinavia that helps because it's a because they didn't write a, they didn't write a lot down. So like okay, even like uh, Rollo, who was a Viking that went to Normandy in France, and like is the reason we speak the French that people speak today, and like all this whatever. They don't know if he was Danish or Norwegian or what. Like they don't okay. know which part of that. It's just he was a Viking. So. Okay. That makes more sense to me, though. That yeah. gives me context. So, anyway. Thank yeah. you. So, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, the saga of the Volsungs is just a basic story of Sigmund. And Oops. they're really long. They're, it's a really long story, so I'm not going to, like, say the whole thing because okay. it's long. Um, there's a whole podcast on it that has, like, four episodes just for the saga of the Volsungs. And should so we know like who Sigmund story. is? Just no, a, a guy. Matter. Okay. Um. There, uh, these stories contain a shape-shifting mother who could change into a wolf. The other part of this particular saga is when the father and son discovered wolf pelts that would change them into wolves for 10 days. Mm -hmm. So they would wear these pelts and go on killing rampages in Ooh. the forest. And they did this until the father ended up attacking the son, which almost killed him. Oh, so it's almost like he kind of became the wolf a little too much. Right. Um, but a raven gave the father a leaf with healing powers so the son didn't die. Um, so that's like the general what I have from the Saga of the Volsungs. We're going to put story. a pin in the raven thing. Okay. Pin in the raven The thing. raven We will thing? unpin it later. Oh, the yeah, raven. Just okay. raven. Yeah. 
In other Norse stories, so one of the oldest known gods is the god Odin. But like I said, these gods are really old, so it's not necessarily Norse. It's like Germanic, technically. Hmm. Um, Odin, uh, well, so we most relate him to Norse paganism, but he is said in the stories to be older than the earth. So kind of like, like God or God. Well, he is a God. Yeah. Um, he is one of like the oldest known gods that we know of. Uh, Odin kept two huge wolves by his side along with two ravens. Again, a pin in the ravens. We're going to pin the ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, these creatures accompanied him into battle. Cool. There's another wolf in Norse mythology, Fenrir. Fenrir is a giant wolf that is the child of Loki and Angerboda, who is a giantess. Oh, yeah. Um, Loki. If you Loki. watch Marvel, mm-hmm. we all know who Loki is. He's the god of mischief, the ca- god of chaos and whatever. Um, Fenrir's strength and size was frightening, so the gods bound him using a chain made out of... I just love this. The chain was made out of the sound of a cat's footprints, <laughs> a woman's beard, what? and the breath of fish, okay, among other things. What? A woman, I don't know, a but woman's I just thought beard. that was so I like cool. that. A woman's, a woman's beard. beard. And the breath of fish. And can we just at all. like talk about the fact real quick that he's a wolf that came from two non-wolf gods? Loki also gave birth to some other weird things. Okay. So, like okay, a snake and like other. But but Loki gave birth to it because Loki's gender fluid. So Loki oh. gave birth to him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. To Fenrir. Um, back to women's beards so if you're so if you're into Marvel like they got some stuff wrong like a lot of stuff uh, anyway yeah women's beards um, Fenrir was bound until was supposed to be bound <laughs> until the last day which is Ragnarok um, like their apocalypse basically ah. where he would break free of his chains swallow the sun and swallow Odin Odin Dude. would later be avenged by his son Vidar in most stories blah 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 whatever so okay. those are like the three big wolf things in Norse Norse mythology. Moving on to the Celts. And so you gotta you gotta give me some (laughs) like same thing, like context for Celtic. What exactly are we talking about? Celtic is tough. There's Irish Irish, Celtic. Yeah. There's also Scottish. I think Welsh is also kind of Celtic. This is so weird. Like that area of Europe. We were just talking about this like just like why would we be talking about this last night? But we were, and like we were talking about how <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um. So I'm not I'm gonna not gonna go on forever. But the uh, so Gaelic is Scottish and Celtic is Irish, right? Because I don't think Celtic no includes... Gaelic Gaelic is a language. Gaelic yes. is the language that they speak in Scotland. Right. In Ireland, they speak Irish. It's a different language. Okay. Celtic is like their religion. So people in so Scottish. Celticism, that's not a word. Um, it is Celtic still. Like old Scottish mysticism, I guess I could say, is still Celtic. And I think okay. Welsh is too, and some of England. Okay. I don't know though. Okay, but it includes I'm not like as knowledgeable the Wales area, like of their history. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Or they have their own special, like old magic. Like all <laughs> Like, we, the first people that Europe colonized was themselves, so we'll just put it that way, and they all had their own, like, France also had old magic. Like, they all are, like, really old places that have mysticism and oh, spells are you gonna touch on and France gods and a little bit, okay. not, not I don't too know much. anything um, about their ancient stuff. 
Okay. I know my favorite one, this is so off topic, but my favorite one is they believed that molds were once fairies and that's why they have pink hands. The the French people? Yeah. Believe that? That's Isn't funny. That's the cutest thing that's you've ever cute. heard. They have pink hands because they used to be fairies. Aww. <laughs> and then they lost their And then eyes. they had something to do with they had something to do with gold or like they would beat gold. I don't know. Cute <laughs> something story. To do with gold. Yeah. But anyway, the um, Celtics. Yeah, so Celtics is Irish Scottish, at least Irish and Scottish. Yeah. I think they are elsewhere also. I don't really know. Um, but they're different so than the Norse. So we're going to talk about yeah. yes, because this is it's just different religions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about Cormac, who was a descendant of Art, who was the High King of Ireland. So Art's a name, mm. and Octa was his mother, and she was the daughter of a famous iron worker. So Art, the High King of Ireland, his dad, was slain by his nephew, um, Mac Con, which led to poor farming and fishing in Ireland. But I don't know why. Yeah. That's like because of like a magic thing, or if it's because Mac Con was just really bad at managing right. land. That's I probably more like, likely, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Octa, the wife, by I wrote this in like a really weird way. So Stop me if it's not making sense. Yeah. Her husband requested before this battle where he was slain by his nephew to um that his wife, Octa, who was pregnant, search for this woman, Luna. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, she, he had requested that Luna watch over, watches over her until their child was born. Mm. The baby came too soon, though. So she was on the road to Luna's and the baby came too soon and was born in the forest. Okay. Octa needed rest and left the baby with her handmaid to watch over him, but the maid fell asleep, and a she-wolf was hunting came upon them. Uh Uh-oh. The wolf didn't wake the woman, but she gently took the child and brought it to her den where she kept her pups. Uh Octa awoke to find her baby gone, so she woke up her handmaid. I'm sure she was like, bitch, and hit her. Right? Um, What you doing? (laughs) Seriously, <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> I just birthed it. I'm tired. <laughs> um, they searched everywhere until Luna, the woman that they were trying to find, she went looking for them because she heard the news of, that the king died. So mm. she was like, oh, no, I have to go find Octa. Some time passed. Um, well, she found them, but the the baby was still missing. Mm-hmm. Some time passed. This man named Grek was a clansman of Luna. So he was like wherever Luna lived, he lived in that village, I'm sure is what that means. Um, He was hunting in those same woods and he came upon the wolf den. There were wolf pups amongst playing amongst a naked child who was on all fours. The she-wolf was mother to them all. Grek took this bargaining chip back to Luna and uh, he requested like lands for his information of like where the den was. Mm. Um, so Luna gave him his lands and went and gathered the baby, which was Cormac and the mm. pups and brought them home. So a she-wolf, then, is that, does that refer to a, a wolf, just a female wolf or is a it mother, a, a female wolf? Okay. So yeah. I, I always thought she-wolf was like Shakira. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like a, like a, you know, I don't know. But so yeah, you're, so you're in right. this context, it's just a female It's just wolf. a woman wolf. <laughs> A woman wolf. Wait, but a woman wolf? That's we're different. gonna get yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into 
how alphas work um, because alpha male is uh, bullshit, if you will. So wolves actually work in like matriarch with an alpha pair. Matriarch. It's oh, an alpha okay. pair. Sometimes, okay. sometimes it could be male. That's the alpha, but it's usually like one family. Anyway, we're gonna get into all of that. Okay, in, like, but the just next for the episode. context of this, when you say she wolf, for the context this, of this, in this um, like fairy tale almost, are you saying that it's, it's a half runner woman, of a pack. half wolf? Or is it just a wolf that's no, female? No, it's a wolf. Okay. It's a wolf that's a female. Okay. Okay. That's different. <laughs> Got it. She's probably the matriarch because if she has pups, then that's her pack. Right. So, like, it's her. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, he brought back all the wolves or just the little ones? He brought back the baby and the, and the pups. Oh. Mother must have been pissed. Yeah. Um... Cormac then lived with Luna, but no one told him about his original parentage. Why, I don't know. Um, he eventually did learn it, and with four of his wolf siblings, he went to attack his uncle, Mac Con, and he regained his rightful place as the High King of Ireland. So he lived with his, his handmaid. Not- this was the woman they were, like, going to for help or to watch over Yeah, so it's not his mother. Or whatever. Yeah. No. Um, okay. I don't know why they didn't tell him his story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So he, uh, but he became the king of Ireland. Yes. A few other Celtic stories. Um, the Celts believe that the goddess Morgan, Morrigan, uh, I'm probably saying it wrong. It's probably Mort- Mortigan. I don't know. Um, she's the goddess of battle and war. She would appear as a wolf. She's also related to, do you want to guess? No, I don't know. It's ravens. <laughs> a ra- I said oh. put a pin in ravens. Ravens oh. or crows. I forget which one. But yeah. Um, she appeared in about 3000 BCE. She's a really <laughs> complex uh, goddess. Uh, granted, most of the deity stories are. But that's a different podcast if you want to talk about gods all day. Mm. I'm into that too, but I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another one is in Scotland. So this is like Scottish... Celticism? I don't... Whatever. Mm. Um, And some parts of Ireland. There is a goddess. Kaliach. You know, Celtic words are... Kaliach? Bananas. I know it's a ch sound. Mm. Kaliach? I don't know. Kaliach? Kaliach. She is associated with wolves. She is an old woman, and she is the goddess of destruction, winter, and she brings the dark with her for half the year. So, like, how winter, it gets darker. Right. Um, she is often shown as riding a wolf and bearing a human hammer or wand made of flesh. Um, she is portrayed as the protector of wild things. Cool. I kind of think of you as that. Oh. You're Kaliach. I'll have to get a, iron, a human flesh hammer. <laughs> No thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost done. We're getting to the end. So, um, kind of. (laughs) I guess we're half. I guess we're like. Well, it's appropriate. We're halfway, and you're going to talk about the Middle Ages. The Middle Ages. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, in the Middle Ages, wolves were, and this is just in Europe. um, Wolves were believed to have magic powers. They were an important ingredient at many apothecaries. You could get powdered wolf liver, which was used to ease, uh, like. Uh, pains of childbirth um, you could wear a right front paw around your throat to ease throat infections or eat dried wolf meat um, for shin splints mm. how that helps I don't, I don't really know, know. it's interesting facts um, 
There were other strange beliefs around the time that if a horse stepped in a wolf print, it would be crippled or that a wolf's breath could cook meat (laughs) or that they sharpen their teeth before they hunted. Um, Or the many people, there were also a lot of people that would refuse to eat wolf meat because they would fear it would be poisonous. Mm. Some villages would also kill wolves and bury them at the entrance to their village so that other wolves would know to stay away. Uh-huh. Like this is what will happen is what, to like, you. what like Vlad the Impaler it. did. What? Like Vlad the Impaler would like impale, obviously, his like <laughs> victims and then just leave them like around his castle. So like enemies would be like, oh, that's what happens when you. Right. Yeah. Vlad the Impaler. That like, works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Franz used to do it with bugs. Really? <laughs> he would like catch a bug and put it like in his room or something and put it in like a water bottle and then just let it like slowly suffocate to death. And he's like, I want the other bugs to see. That's dark. What happens That's dark. if they come in Franz, here. I am, I am not impressed. <laughs> I was like, also animals don't work like that. So stop it. <laughs> They're not going to be like, he got Jerry. <laughs> Don't do it. (sighs) (sighs) There were other stories. (laughs) There were other stories of wolf spirits guarding crops in France, Germany, and Slavic countries. Um, Prussians believed that a wolf would tell them the weather for the year, like how we do with groundhogs in America. Um, Those are interesting. We're going to go over to Germany for a minute. Between the late 1700s to the mid-1800s, the brothers Grimm mm. reigned supreme in storytelling. They did. Uh, Jacob and, or, yeah, Jacob and Wilhelm. Mm. We know many of their stories today, Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, blah, blah, blah. But they had several stories about wolves. Really? And they are similar in nature. You have the wolf and the fox, the wolf and the man, gossip and the wolf and the fox, Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, that's why, yeah. I, like, yeah. Googled I, like, Googled Little Red Riding Hood, and I think it's older than them. I think they just, like, printed it. So I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't okay. fully look into that one. I was going to say, that doesn't they really paint have... wolves in a nice light, either. No. Well, they have one similar, which I'm going to say. I'm not going to read it, because it's a couple pages long, but I'm just going to say it brief. Um, it's called The Wolf and the Seven Kids. It is about a goat and her seven children. I thought it was going to be real children. It's not. It's, a, like, kids as in goats. Um, it has the same themes as Little Red Riding Hood, like the wolf tricked the kids into believing he was their mother returning from a trip. Um, they fell for it and let him in their house and he devoured six of them whole, leaving the littlest behind just because he picked a really good hiding spot. The Mm. wolf couldn't find him. The wolf then went to sleep under a tree and the mother returned home and found her children gone except for this little one. Mm. And they heard the wolf's snores, so they went to find him sleeping, and his great big stomach was, like, moving. So she ran back to her house to get scissors, a needle, and thread, and she cut open the wolf's stomach to find all of her kids alive (laughs) and unharmed. She then put rocks into the wolf's stomach to replace the kids and sewed him back together. And he slept through all of it. Yep. And then he awoke. He didn't feel good. He went to get water, and under the weight of the rocks, he fell in the river and drowned. (laughs) Nice. The end. Nice. Yep. Because that's how a lot of Grimm stories end. They're mm. like, and then this, and then they died, the end. And you're like, okay. 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 <laughs> Good to know. It was really dark. Thanks, guys. Yeah, super dark. dark. Yeah, so they, they didn't write favorably about wolves. They made them seem no. very, like, almost evil. They're very deceptive. Yeah. Deceptive. Right. Just like cunning, that dude in the beginning like, you talked about. That, like, he was yeah, the boy whatever. who cried wolf. 
Yeah. So there's yeah. like people who, I don't know, why would they do that? I don't know. I guess some people just saw them that way. Yeah. I mean, they are predators. Yeah, true. They're not just one side monkeys. of them. I mean, monkeys monkeys can be dangerous too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Anything can. It's the yin and the yang story. of it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But think about sharks. It's the same thing with Jaws and how... The movie Jaws literally gave sharks, like, a horrible name. Mm -hmm. More people are killed by, like, a vending machine falling on them a year (laughs) than, like, sharks. So, (laughs) is that true? Yes. That's awesome fact. (laughs) Or, like, a a deer or, like, a pig. Like, it's not – sharks very rarely – sharks are just big puppies that don't have hands. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. Yeah, Um, that's cool. But wolves have kind of been demonized also Mm. in stories, at least. Right. Um. Because they're a predator. So, um, wolves have been through a lot. There are stories of them as nurturers, like we said, who save children, um, lost children of a different species, who often become great leaders or prophets. You have stories of deceitful wolves who are painted as the villains, like mm-hmm. we said. Um, these are often used as cautionary tales for lying or being greedy mm-hmm. or whatever. Because a wolf will eat you. We also, yeah, or like he'll eat six of your kit. Like, it's so <laughs> aggressive. Why? Um <laughs> We also have real-life stories of people believing they are magical or even poisonous or that they have deep connections and meanings with powerful gods in many different religions, like the wolf heads and the ears and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so far, the wolves have had quite a journey. Ooh. Okay. Yay! (laughs) Join us next Monday to jump over the puddle into stories about wolves from America, as well as werewolves, feral children, and (laughs) man-eaters. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google, and Anchor. And please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Compass Threads to see what we're up to or my sewing projects. Or email us at compassthreadsllc at gmail.com with any questions or suggestions on stuff you want us to talk about. Also, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Um, You can do so on Spotify now. It really helps with the algorithm and helps us thrive. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Peace.